Say your name and what you do. Chris Velosky, and I own a business. <laughs> Hi, my name is Marissa Kelly, and I also own a business. This is the Business AF Podcast, where it's all business most of the time. Hello. Hi everyone, how's it going? It's going good. We're live on YouTube and LinkedIn. Just double checking everything right now. It looks like we're there. And today is a special day because um, we don't have a guest, um, but I think Chris... And you guys can also hear what we've been up to. You know, usually yeah. we're the ones... Uh, listening to other people's stories, but today we get to, you know, hear more about what Marissa's up to and uh, a little bit more about her today. So let me take a picture of this. Yeah. (laughs) Cool. So first, a check-in. Let me check in how you're doing, Chris. How you doing? How's business? Good. Business is, uh, it's good in a way that there's people that want to work with us, mm-hmm. you know, definitely. But the part is payment. <laughs> so, Isn't that always the um, thing? Yeah, I guess, yeah. And I think that's uh, one, one of the reasons why we're going to switch the demographics on who we market towards. Mm-hmm. You know, I love the startup world um, just because everyone is ambitious. Mm-hmm. and and. And, uh, you know, in this sort of demographic and everyone's new and we get to help them, but problem is funding. So, yeah. And I think you can still find, I mean, I found that, you know, I was doing that for a little bit, you know, really focus on startups. And I think, you know, there's different ranges of startups. There's startups that are like super fresh on ideas and super ambitious, but they have yet to establish the foundations of a business to understand that they need to invest in certain things and not necessarily for our services, but, you know, something as simple as an accountant. And I think that's what people learn along the, or a lawyer or whoever, you know, whatever those most important business um, aspects are. Um, I think it's easy to like default into like, well, this business is, is going to succeed because, um, I have a good marketing plan or like I have a good idea, but they, mm. they forget how to run the business itself. So, yeah, um, I think that's, and then as you get, as you grow into, you know, a better business owner and learn that you can um, start prioritizing certain projects and, and expansion and scaling. I just think it's very easy to fall into the imposter syndrome of like, I want this to take off like right away. Mm-hmm. and. Um, it's actually been five years since I've been on my own this week. I think actually this today, week. today or tomorrow is around that. I remember my first, my first official day, not in a corporate setting was this, this day or this week. I remember it's early February. I don't remember the day. Um, I think today's ago. my parents' anniversary. Oh, happy anniversary to your parents. I think. I don't know. I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, you know, I think it's just, it's just really interesting. Like, you know, I'm reflecting a lot 
on like where I've been in the last five years and how I feel as a business owner and where I see it going. Um, and, you know, it's pretty, I mean, I was just talking to, you know, one of our friends earlier today about um, our friend Suzanne, you know, about just being very busy and like trying to manage that. And it's good to be busy, but you have to understand how, it, um, you know, taking time for yourself and improving yourself is, is really important uh, if you're here for the long run. Yeah, that, I find that to be true as well. You know, I don't think that there's any problem with taking a rest. Yeah. Um, but not too often. I think, you know, of course, the balance. Right. I, I just know. find myself more energized to do the work once I give myself the 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 grace and the, you know, the, the acceptance of me as a business owner to, like, turn it off, mm -hmm. you know, and and just be like, okay, like, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. And, and this is kind of leading into what we're going to talk about, you know, about right. I'm not in my home office. I'm not in my hometown right now, but I've been able to work and be communicative and be productive because so, of things that so, go ahead. So since you're away from the office and even from, you know, the United States, like you're over yeah. technically like, in a different country. Yeah. Um, how do you prepare for being away from your office when you're running a business? Yeah, I think it does take, you know, like I said, grace and giving yourself the permission to one, take time away. Um, but also um, if you have to work a little bit extra, like the couple days before, or, you know, you have to communicate something. And I think a lot of people when they, work for themselves they think that they don't they're not allowed any time off because they can make their own schedule so working weekends working nights working getting up early in the morning working all day long like that's what this lifestyle is supposed to be right like you're supposed to be working all the time but that's not it <laughs> it's not gonna work um there's things you want to do. There's people you want to say hi to. There's relationships you need to build on in addition to doing the work. So for me, the way I prepare is one, I mean, my calendar is kind of set, trying to be set like throughout the end of March right now. Like it's, I can kind of foresee like that I'm going to be busy. And if someone wants to meet or if someone, if it's not a high priority task for like a client or something, I am okay with saying I can't meet or I need to meet in three weeks or, you know, let's reconnect next month, even mm. if it's a new lead, because it's not something that is healthy for me to stress myself out and trying to get all that done and giving the proper um, impression that I need to as a business owner, if I'm stressed about it and like, Re reducing the amount of work that's needed in order to present myself properly. Mm -hmm. so I think that's one of the things that I prepare for being away. You know, like I don't mind putting on my out of office a week early because, mm -hmm. you know, you're kind of preparing, you know, you're, you're being communicative, but you're also allowing yourself the space to, not have to reply to everything right away because people right. know that you're going to be out of office. So mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I find that to be very important. Mm -hmm. uh, either if as a business owner or even if you're an employee somewhere. Right. Um, yeah, I think it's very important to take that time. I think, uh, I don't know about everywhere else. I know some people in Europe, you know, that, that they, for example, they actually enjoy the vacations. Like they yeah. Don't. And, and they get more vacation time than we do. Yeah, and yeah, they don't. Yeah. They have no guilt for it. But mm -hmm. for some reason, the culture here in the in the United States is always about grinding. Right. Even if you're an employee, mm -hmm. uh, even though they'll lay you off or fire you today or tomorrow, yeah, and you break your back for them, and then, um, you know, you never really got to enjoy yourself. Right, um, and I think if that is if that's if it's that extreme where you are away for something that maybe you know, will improve yourself, improve the business, improve something. It's obviously a decision you've made and a client or some connection that you've made decides not to work with you or decides not to communicate with you because you're away. It wouldn't have never worked out anyway. Yeah. They're like, oh, you know, you're not available for me. So I got to move on. Like they don't respect your time. They don't respect what you possibly could be going through, you don't know. I mean, it could be a death in the family. It could be a lot of things yeah. you just don't have to share. But, you know, there's all this, like, expectation that you need to be able to be available for me at all times. That's never going to work no matter what you're doing. Yeah. So. Yeah, like, one thing I'm allowed, because I just brought on, brought on like, a salesperson into, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. into Pick the Lift. And uh, so I was going through all the – the legalities that you need for California mm -hmm. in hiring somebody. So uh, they're asking about like days off, you know, like minimum for, uh, I can't remember actually, but I gave more. So for example, I don't need, like you can give PTO, um, but there's like a minimum amount that you need to give. But mm -hmm. I'm giving, for example, you get 10 days, uh, 10 days of PTO plus you get, no, you got 15 days of PTO, plus you get all the 10 uh, national holidays that we celebrate here. Mm -hmm. So you essentially get 25 days off. Um, you know, most businesses don't, like, offer that. Yeah. And um, also, like, I like you think, I think you're only allowed, to, or minimum is, like, five sick days um, per year. Mm -hmm. So I'm giving 10. Uh, for a death and family, it's minimum three. I'm giving mm -hmm. 10. Just because you need time, like three, yeah. come on. Like if, if you're a business and you're giving people three days off after an immediate family member died, you yeah. should go out of business. You are an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah. even 10, I feel guilty. Like I feel like that's not enough, but. Yeah, um, I mean, it really just depends on how they process it and what makes yeah. them feel better. I mean, that's, yeah. that's a huge thing. I think, you know, um, Fortunately, I have not had to deal with this, you know, in the last five years because, you know, I have pretty good, you know, family stuff. And, you know, if someone had passed away, it's not, you know, maybe they're not located here. So it's not something I have to, like, take care of all of the, the arrangements and whatever, you know. Yeah. Forbid. Um, but, yeah, like, I had a friend pass away last year and they weren't here and I took a day. And I actually didn't even not notify anyone. And it's still, you know, some days I feel like that or I feel down or I'm thinking about, you know, stuff that isn't really, um, it's going to impede my productivity. And I allow myself to take those days because Correct. no one else is going to come 
you know, like come in and rescue me from that. You know, it's, it's myself. I have to listen to my own brain, my, my body, my processes, everything. And then I come back after a day or two of being off and I'm all for it, you know? Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, sometimes you, you just need that mental clarity and space mm -hmm. within yourself. Like for example, like after this, I'll jump on to my next question, but at the last uh, corporate job that I had, mm -hmm. we actually had a guy uh, die on site from a stroke. Oh, wow. Uh, and like, we don't know if it was work related, but he's definitely stressed out. Yeah. Yeah. So we're just like, you know, it's not even worth it. Yeah. And, and like, the company didn't even acknowledge it. Like, they didn't tell anyone. I'm like, Jesus, really? That's yeah. not okay. I think there's a lot of, a lot of factors now with, you know, just overcompensation of, of one content. You know, there's newspapers, there's audiobooks, there's social media content, there's blogs, there's so many different ways of consuming. And if you're not balancing it and understanding, like, I want to share all the things, all my methods, but I'm doing what's work, working for me. That doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work for everyone else. I can share with people and I can say, well, this is what I do, but I wouldn't expect them to do exactly what I do to be content with what they're doing. You know. So if you're talking about methods, uh, mm -hmm. what methods do you take on your normal routine then? Yeah. So like my normal routine is, you know, one waking up early. I think that when I first started working remotely for a job um, out in the East Coast, I had to work seven to four. So I had to log in. I had to make sure my computer was logged in because um, my, my desktop was still in the office in the East Coast. So mm -hmm. I was remote connecting to it so they could see I don't think it was more of like it wasn't the fact that they didn't trust me but I didn't have I didn't need to have my laptop here and like set up my whole home office so it was more so just like let me log in and so my my duties were to start at seven but in order to be very productive at seven you know, if you're working in an office, you go to have your coffee, you have breakfast, you kind of like wake up a little bit before you get to the office, maybe 10 minutes before you kind of say hi to people. So when I first started that, I was living on the West Coast. So I had to wake up at like 5, 5.30 to like maybe go to the gym, get my blood, you know, circulating and be start getting into the mindset of working and then have breakfast. So I was up at like 5.30 every day, you know, and that wasn't that wasn't abnormal for me because I just never reconnected to like the West Coast time zone. And now it's a sleep in if I sleep in to like seven now, you know, and so yeah, know. even when I'm remote, like I am mindful that today is Tuesday. It's a work day and other mm -hmm. people are going to work. So why? Should I just feel like, oh, I'm on, I'm on vacation because I'm not home? No, I have to get up. I have to yeah. shower and get dressed and <laughs> plan out my day that as if I was working and not just treat it as well. If I'm not home, then I'm not working, you know. And mm -hmm. it's it's definitely, um, you know, the methods that I do are are very similar to what my life is back home. It's just in a different location, you know. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, um, since you're in a different location, mm -hmm. uh, do you still try to wake up, for example, 
you know, like say if you wake up at six every day in mm-hmm. the West Coast, but you're in Canada, mm-hmm. do you still try to make it? So like what time zone do you still try to fit into? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm still, right now I'm still in the Pacific time zone because I'm just north of Seattle. So I'm still on the same time zone, but I'm going to be going to uh, overseas later this month. And I don't think it's going to be easy to wake, you know, be on the same time zone, but I'm yeah, going to... Yeah, I'm going to give myself the space to be really on vacation because this this is a, a vacation. This is a designated vacation. However, there may be some times where I need to check stuff online, and maybe that's what I put into my my method. Like I'll check in the morning and I'll check at night, but I'm not going to be like pulling out my laptop and going to a coffee shop at 12 o'clock in the afternoon to get on. Like Chris, no offense, but we're probably not going to be able to do the the podcast. Or <laughs> you're going to have to do it on your own, you know. Yeah. Just fine, you know, because I know that you travel as well. But you know, just being open to the flexibility, and then also right now, foreseeing that you are going to be gone that week, and you maybe potentially get a uh, potentially get a new lead, or someone comes in and says they want to work you, they want to work with a with you on a project, like already knowing that in three weeks I'm going to be gone. Like, can I get this done in the next week or are we going to put it off till beginning of March when I know Um, I'll have more mental space available? mm -hmm. And uh, when you're, uh, for example, when you're overseas on vacation Mm -hmm. um, and someone does need you and it's urgent, do you have a fallback plan that someone, you know, you can help yeah, um, right now I don't, but that's actually a good good method. I think um, there are people in my network that can help me, so maybe that is something I need to prepare for. Um, you know, if if something does come up, and you know, and I think it it's all goes back to like how you prepare in general for your business. Like over time you realize how important processes are how important you know organization of files and stuff like that so if i need someone to go and recreate a piece of content that's scheduled or whatever like i can say hey can you create this with these colors and you know and allow them that or like here's access to the Basecamp folder or here's a shared folder of all the images and the content can you create this or um you know, using tech tools, I think, is also very important because um, something like Loom or getting on, you know, recording one of these videos or a Zoom or something like that and recording it for the person that, that needs it so that you can have that, like, actual, like, showing them the screen or talking to them, then I think it's, you know, allowing the space for those things already in your business will help you as you do more traveling and you work more remotely because it's really just all about having strong Wi-Fi and a roof over your head. Because mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> Wi-Fi is key, right? Like I worked out of a coffee shop yesterday for a few hours. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, I probably was the only one there with my laptop open, which was really interesting because the the area that I'm in specifically doesn't have a lot of remote workers, but I was doing. You're it. in San Diego. Uh, no, right now. You're in Canada, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, okay, yeah, that's weird. Okay, so is Canada behind in that, or sorry, 
does Canada does Canada uh, not allow a lot of remote working or? I think yeah. where I am at is just very uh, rural, not rural, but suburban. Suburban. So I think if if you're living in this area, it's, you travel to go to work, or uh, I'm not really familiar with the makeup of you know the the type of people that live here and like what their job functions are. Um, and also, a lot of people could be living in this area, but they're on holiday because it's cold. It's like. Mm-hmm feels like negative three Celsius right now, which um, is fine for me because I'm inside. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like I there was in my whole like I did a mile walk this morning, like walking around to different places. And um, not there in the was, snow, no way. There was, uh, what? I said not in the snow. No way. Uh, it was fine. I mean, just have a hood on just walk. And it's like wet snow. So it's like rain snow. Um, but, uh, there was maybe like five people total walking, like in that mile, like there was mostly cars and then just five, five faces really that I encountered on the street, which was different, you know, not what I'm used to from San Diego where there's always people walking around, you know, especially like in the area where we work in. Yes. Always people. Right. Exactly. 24 hours almost. Um, (laughs) Uh, so, uh, when, uh, you're working remotely, uh, what is one key thing that you do to run it? Um, to ensure that's running. I think my calendar is like really important. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, planning out your account, like understanding, like I said, you know, like I'm right now probably like. I'm, I don't think my calendar is full for February, but my brain is mentally full because I have all, all of these tasks that I know I need to do yeah. before I go somewhere at the end of this month. And then the beginning of next month, there's a conference that's basically three days just for the conference, but there's the, the bookends, you know, the beginning of the conference and the excitement and all the meetups and then the wind down where everyone's like, okay, I got to see you before I go back to wherever I'm going to. And they want to meet up. So it's like understanding those three or four days span of like, you are, I'm going to be in San Diego for this conference, which is social media marketing world, but I'm going to be uh, unavailable during the the bulk of the day because I'm not going to be checking email all the time or, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's kind of, just pre- preparedness. I think that's, mm-hmm. you know, and like I said before, giving yourself the permission to be down and, and off. Like you don't have to take that call like mm-hmm. this Saturday because that's the only time you have available, like right. to like a normal schedule, because then you're setting yourself up that you're going to be available every Saturday for this client. If mm-hmm. you call it like 11 AM on Saturday, you know, they know now that you work on Saturday. Yeah. Saturday. That's true. Like I, sometimes I have a client that like two weeks ago uh, on the weekend, I pretty much worked uh, about 17 or 18 hours, like extra. Um, and we met in person, you know, yeah. but I mean, uh, for me, that's okay. Like I, I don't mind it, but I, I wouldn't want to do that every weekend. Yeah. You know, so. 
I think when you do work on the weekends, just make it something your own personal work. Like you don't have to be available. Even if you have like a whole day, like after this, I'm going to get back to doing the work and on my to-do list, Mm -hmm. I don't have any other meetings. You know, I have one training in about 30 minutes, but I am leaving that space open to get the work done that I need to before I fly before I fly out tonight. Mm-hmm. But some people would say, oh, I have five hours. Let me stick in a call there. But yeah, you have that call. Then what happens after? Do you have to do more work? Are you yeah. going to be able to get to it like in the next day? Or is it going to, you know? Right. That's why I don't bring on a salesperson because. Yeah. Uh, so they can take those calls because. Mm-hmm. I take them throughout the day, and then I still have my work to do on top yeah. of it, like fit, you know, like the labor work, like the designs I have to keep up with and do, mm-hmm. uh, and then all the business management things I need to do as well. So I think you hit it on the nail, at least for I think for a lot of people probably that are self-starting a business. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I think I mean I don't want to say that I know it all, but I've been through it all. Five years. For five years, yeah, and. You know, it, it's it's feeling like a business after three and a half years. You know. Well, congratulations, by the way, because a lot of small businesses don't even uh, think they fail within the first five years or even the first year. But yeah. Oh, and make no mistake, I have you know had some disappointments, but I'm learning from those. You know, and I think the the goal is to keep going. And what are you learning right. from each opportunity? Because Correct. every you know, I haven't, it hasn't been smooth sailing. It hasn't been constant going up, you know, like it's just a matter of, you know, keeping your eyes on what your goal is. And mm-hmm. I'm doing it right now. I'm in a different location than home. I'm working, you know, obviously we're talking right now, but after this, I'm working before this, yeah. I work. This is work too. I mean, yeah. cause this is like our side gig, but we still have to work on it and then keep it yeah. alive, you know? So, right. I mean, yeah, we have fun with it, but still working. <laughs> yeah, so, it's a form of marketing, right? Um, so since you've been in business for five years, what are some obstacles that you've encountered and overcame? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, thank you for asking. Uh, I really appreciate that. I think one of the, the obstacles that I've um, encountered is the um, imposter syndrome, like I mentioned before. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very much so thinking that you have to do things the way you are perceiving them based on who you follow, who you interact with. Oh, if someone's doing that, then I have to do that too in order to be successful. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, that that whole thought process, you know, really comparing yourself to another person can really be damaging to the growth of your business because you're your own person. And you know, yes, you can learn from others. You can get um, you can get uh, advice from others, but I think you have to still go through it yourself in order to learn how you can process it because your experiences are different. So the obstacle, I think, is you know one pinpointed thing is like getting to the point of like thinking that I had to do like a Black Friday special because everyone else was doing it. It wasn't for me. It didn't feel real. Like it was like. Uh, I think for retail, that's good. You know, for yeah. Retail, yeah. Yeah. I don't and know I think, about like 
or services type of industry. Yeah. And, and there are things that can do very quickly for reduced prices, but is that going to diminish the quality quality of what I normally do in the process that I give and the continued support? So like you can ask anyone that I've worked with, they can always come back to me and ask a question. It's like almost, I offer unlimited customer service because yeah. I've delivered a product and and then and a relation a business relationship in such a good way that they trust me to answer the proper questions. And that doesn't mean that every time they come back, that's more opportunity for money. But mm-hmm. I know that they trust me, and I have to be okay with giving away some of my time. Because yeah. that's going to that's going to build upon relationships, you right. know, for the long run. So, um, since you offer great customer service um, and you're a one man show at the moment, yeah. Uh, do you have any goals for growth in 2020? Yeah, I think I want to uh, relieve relieve some of the content creation that I do. Um, I am very much uh, set in my ways in terms of processes, and I have to. I had to learn the hard way that I need to be able to outsource certain things that I know I can do, but I'd rather just have someone else either one learn learn a new skill because they're you know they may not be as well versed in it, but also you know giving up that freedom, you know, or like the control, allowing myself to be free of the all the tasks on my list and just you know peace of mind because the more control i have over every situation the more stress i put on myself so right um thank you so in in content creation what type Mm -hmm. of content so um maybe someone out there that may be listening right now or will listen to may want to help you out come forward yeah it's definitely something that um you know i can i can name off like all the blogs and all the topics that I would like to cover. And I think you can get a sample size of my content and what I write about looking at my profiles. So more of that, you know, someone that can really maybe talk to me on the phone, watch one of my YouTube videos or something and create content from that because I'm really just repeating a lot of the things that I'm doing on like this podcast or on a previous podcast or what I wrote in a comment, you know, it's not a lot of like having to come up with very unique content because I pretty much just say the same things all the time, especially mm-hmm. more so now working remotely and those topics and really understanding that lifestyle. Um, and you know repurposing that into maybe a blog or repurposing that into some visual elements like i have maybe four posts a a month on my instagram that's you know it's not a lot of work but it's still time consuming for me to gather it in from my brain or wherever the online channels that i have posted it and then organize it so that it looks right Mm-hmm. And I already have my brand standards. I know what fonts I want to use, what colors. Like, you know, I can send a ton of different um, um, stock photos or photos that I've taken while I'm, mm-hmm. like, t- yesterday when I was at the coffee shop. Like, that could be a great photo to use later on. 
but um, it's really just repurposing what I say all the time (laughs) on all the different channels and like making it more, someone else, give someone else the responsibility of doing that so that I don't stress myself out about having to do it. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I have um, two questions, two more questions. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Okay. Before ending this podcast, um, mm-hmm. I want you to give some advice to some people that are listening to our show that okay. uh, maybe are just starting out. Uh, for example, uh, you do digital marketing, uh, mm-hmm. so specifically like your, um, how do you say, like your main focus right now is LinkedIn, mm-hmm. but you know how to use all the other tools as well. Right. Um, but you're just more niched, which mm-hmm. is good, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so for those people that maybe are starting a digital agency mm-hmm. uh, are probably scattered, not knowing which direction they should go into, mm-hmm. uh, what advice would you give someone? Yeah, I think um, someone told me this a couple of years ago, it's land then expand. Um, I think that's really important to, um, you don't have to figure out your niche right away. This is something that's very um it's kind of drilled down to people. Like if you're going to grow and be successful, you have to niche. Yes. But it also is helpful to be that resource and, and have people come to you without, without, you know, with their trust, right. And you direct them in the right, right place. I think it's important to not look at every single person who comes to you as an opportunity to make money because then you're driven by the wrong vision you're driven by the wrong goal you're not there to help people you're there to make money which i understand that's the goal to make money as a business owner but it'll it'll fizzle out the money runs out if you're focused on when you're going to get paid you're not going to be able to provide the value that they're seeking you're not going to look for the the solution to their problems you're going to be like well i need to make this money so I'm going to focus on that. I'm going to finish and then I'm done. There's no relationship building in that, you know? Mm-hmm. So really listening to what your customer has to say, what, what their vision is providing the resources and tools that they can, you know, so they can trust you because they'll keep coming back. Just mm-hmm. like the person that I was talking to before we got on live. It's like, I worked with them three, four years ago when I was first starting out and they understand that I cost more money now, but I also understand that I'm going to ask more questions because I'm not just going to say, yeah, I can handle that. That'll be X amount of dollars mm-hmm. because that's not what they want. They want someone that's going to, they're going to trust. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's the main goal. If you chase the money, it's going to run out. So mm-hmm. chase the the vision you have, chase, yeah. chase why you do it. You're mm-hmm. doing it to help people or you love what you do. I love to create mm-hmm. content. And when I'm starting to feel resentful or that, I, okay, I got to calm down. I need to make mm-hmm. sure that I give myself time to create that content. So it's good. It's mm-hmm. not shit. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, all right. Now, random question okay. of the day or of the podcast. If Gary V was giving us a topic mm-hmm. about you, which topic would you want him to give? Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> which, top, which topic are you? <laughs> hmm. 
Well, I'm gonna say that um, it's gonna it's gonna not necessarily talk about business, but it is because the core of your business is you as a person. So I would love if if Gary Vee was talking about taking care of yourself and prioritizing self care, even as a business owner, because whether that's doing a massage in the middle of the week or going on a retreat where your phone is off completely for the weekend, do it and make sure that you can come back full force on Monday morning or what, or, you know, Thursday morning, if you take your massage on Wednesday night, mm -hmm. because if you don't take care of yourself, the, your business falls apart because you're the foundation of mm -hmm. the business. So. All right, ladies and gents, take care of yourself. Take, a, take care of yourself and give yourself the permission to do so because yes. it's really important. Yes. Uh, four hours every day. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you never know. I mean, I wouldn't, <laughs> it could be if you actually add it up, you know, maybe you have to make reminders on your phone to like do it. Oh, definitely. You know, because you get so lost in all the day to day. So, mm -hmm. you know, do, do what works for you and, and really listen to you and what you know, try not to get distracted by others. So. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. All right, so uh, where can people find you if they are interested in your services or just want to reach out? What a wonderful question. Thank you for asking. You can look, <laughs> look at like right. <laughs> all the social, um, on all the platforms or all the social.com. You're watching on our YouTube, potentially, uh, which mm -hmm. is Business AF Pod. You can... Um, watch the replay. Um, we should be having the actual podcast up soon on your iTunes or Google, wherever you listen to podcasts. And um, what else was I going to say? Oh, yeah. And if you're watching on LinkedIn, oh, someone's calling me. <laughs> oh, you. I thought that was me from I was like, what? <laughs> well, hi to the person calling me. So I don't know how that's happening, but I can't mute it. Just answer and tell them they're on the live podcast. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> which window it's in. Okay, weird. Um, thank you, person, for throwing me off. Yeah, if you're watching on LinkedIn, then uh, hi on LinkedIn. And I want to say hi to Roger and Itzy, who were on earlier. I don't know if they're still watching, but. Roger thank that. Thank you, Chris. This is the Business AF Podcast, where it's all business most of the time. You can listen on iTunes, Google, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can subscribe to us on YouTube at businessafpod.com. If you like what you hear and you want to let people know, don't forget to tag us using hashtag businessaf.